You're listening to the Pilot Photog Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, also known as Tog. Let's listen to the story of the fighter which revolutionized air superiority, the F-15 Eagle. The F-15 is a twin-engine, twin-tailed, fourth-generation fighter designed initially as a dedicated air superiority fighter. With an unprecedented record of over 100 kills to zero losses, it is hard to argue against the success of this legendary fighter. Having a service life measured in decades, this is the first of a multi-part series on the Eagle. Today, we will be looking at all the initial variants of the F-15, specifically the A through D models. Here are some key specifications for the Eagle. Maximum speed, Mach 2.5 or 1,650 miles per hour. Empty weight, 28,000 pounds. Maximum takeoff weight, 68,000 pounds. Engines, each Pratt & Whitney F100 PW220 produces 14,590 pounds of thrust dry or 23,770 pounds with afterburner. Now let's get into the origins of the Eagle. By the outbreak of the Vietnam War, new fighters had developed a distressing trend of being larger and more expensive than their replacements. Examples of this include the F-86, the F-100, and eventually the F-4. Because of this, the Air Force and Navy were pressured to adopt a common aircraft that could reduce costs and have common parts between the two services. This directive became known as the Tactical Fighter Experimental or TFX program. The result of the TFX program was the F-111. And while the F-111 did have some redeeming features, ultimately it suffered from trying to meet different and sometimes conflicting requirements by the Navy and the Air Force. Before we move on, the Navy did take the TFX program in its own direction, calling it the VFX, which would ultimately produce another legendary fighter, the F-14. Getting back to the F-15. By 1965, the need for a dedicated air superiority fighter was apparent, and after an initial selection process which included over 500 design concepts, it was found that most of the submissions were large, heavy, and not that much different from the F-111. They would follow a series of events and circumstances which would lead up to the perfect storm culminating in the development of the F-15. Firstly, the air war in Vietnam was starting to intensify and proving the at-the-time accepted missile doctrine inadequate. It turned out that missiles were not as reliable as predicted, and large, heavy, expensive fighters like the F-4, which initially did not even have a gun, were vulnerable to smaller, more maneuverable, and less expensive fighters like the MiG-21. The Vietnam War rules of engagement where targets had to be visually identified did not help out either. Additionally, a former fighter pilot turned tactician named John Boyd would team up with mathematician Thomas P. Christie to develop energy maneuverability or EM theory. EM theory emphasized maneuverability and high thrust outputs as the key to success in air combat. Revolutionary for its time, it is a design philosophy that still holds true today. Furthermore, around this time, the fighter mafia was advocating for a lightweight, inexpensive day fighter as they argued that a dedicated air superiority fighter was the key to victory. In their words, not a pound for ground. And finally, in 1967, the Soviets debuted the MiG-25 Interceptor. Codenamed Foxbat by the West, the MiG-25 was an incredibly fast, high-flying fighter. However, Western analysts mistakenly assumed that the MiG-25 was also very maneuverable and scrambled to catch up to the perceived edge in fighter design. 
All of these factors contributed to what would become the requirements for a new fighter. Twin engines, a top speed of Mach 2.5, a thrust-to-weight ratio greater than 1, and a maximum takeoff weight of 40,000 pounds. Four companies submitted proposals, and by the end of 1969, McDonnell Douglas was selected as the winner. The aircraft was designated F-15 and given the nickname Eagle. The F-15 would be powered by the now legendary Pratt & Whitney F-100 engines, each producing over 23,000 pounds of thrust at afterburner. And while initially intended to be equipped with a 25mm caseless cannon, the tried-and-true 20mm M61 Vulcan ended up being used. Additionally, the F-15 made use of then-cutting-edge computer technology to reduce pilot workload, including a heads-up display or HUD. This allowed the F-15 to be operated as a solo pilot aircraft. Initially, the F-15 had a two-seat training variant known as the TF-15, and a single-seat version which was referred to as just F-15. The single-seat version would soon be redesignated as the F-15A, while the two-seat trainer version would be known as the F-15B. Introduced to the U.S. Air Force in 1974, the F-15A and B line would soon be upgraded to the C and D versions. The single-seat C and dual-seat D versions added an upgraded computer core, options for conformal fuel tanks, an additional 2,000 pounds of fuel, and an increased max takeoff weight of 68,000 pounds. Introduced in 1978, these upgrades became known as the PEP-2000 or Production Eagle Package. F-15s would be upgraded again starting in 1983 with further upgrades to the computer core and expansion of the Tactical Electronic Warfare System, or TWOS, which upgraded countermeasures and firmware upgrades to allow for more advanced versions of Sidewinders and AMRAMs. This set of upgrades would be known as the Multi-Stage Improvement Program, or MSIP. MSIP production F-15s began appearing in 1985. When it comes to armament, the F-15 is armed with the internal 20mm M61 Vulcan cannon, which is capable of firing 6,000 rounds per minute or 100 rounds per second. Additionally, the F-15 has 11 hardpoints, which are as follows. Four are semi-recessed under the fuselage, which can carry either AIM-7 Sparrows or AIM-120 AMRAMs. Two are under the wings, and each of these underwing hardpoints has an additional two stations, and, finally, a centerline hardpoint. Weapons loadouts can include combinations of AIM-9 Sidewinders, AIM-7 Sparrows and later AIM-120 AMRAMs. Aside from these air-to-air -air weapons, the Eagle also deployed a somewhat unique missile, the ASM-135, which was an air-to-air -air missile designed to be a satellite killer. The way it worked was the F-15 would mount a single ASM-135 underneath a centerline pylon, and then perform a supersonic zoom climb to an altitude of about 38,000 feet, effectively acting as a first stage for the missile. The missile's launch was then computer-controlled, which timed the missile release. The concept behind the F-15 carrying a satellite-killing missile is one of deception. A rocket launch to destroy a satellite could easily be tracked by the then-Soviet Union. However, a single F-15 armed with an ASM-135 could theoretically blend into hundreds of other F-15 flights the Soviets would not be able to determine which F-15 was carrying the satellite killer. The first test flight of the ASM-135 took place in 1982, and after a successful second test flight, it was decided to test the ASM-135 on an actual satellite. The target chosen was a retired P-78-1 Solar Observatory Satellite, which was at the time in a 345-mile orbit. 
the launching aircraft was named Celestial Eagle, and with USAF Major Wilbert Doug Pearson at the controls of the Eagle, the satellite was destroyed by a kinetic energy impact with the missile in 1985. In case you're wondering, the closing speed of the missile was around 15,000 miles per hour. Major Pearson became the only pilot to destroy a satellite. Interestingly, in 2007, Major Pearson's son, Captain Todd Pearson, flying the same aircraft, performed a remembrance flight marking the 22nd anniversary of the historic shootdown. When it comes to sensors, the F-15 is equipped with a look-down, shoot-down radar system that reduces radar ground clutter while detecting fast-moving, low-flying targets. Initial F-15 examples were configured with the APG-63 radar. The APG-63 was revolutionary for its time, having been the world's first programmable signal processor or PSP radar, meaning the radar could be reprogrammed to work with newer weapons platforms as they became available. APG-63s were then upgraded to the APG-63V1 version, which was a 1990s redesign. The APG-63V2 and later V3 variants incorporated the actively electronically scanned array or AESA technology. Unlike mechanical radars, which physically have to move a radar dish to scan different parts of the sky, AESA radars use an electronic dish which can maneuver a beam nearly instantaneously to acquire targets. With radar acquisition ranges of 100 miles, the F-15's radar can track over a dozen targets and attack six simultaneously. When a target gets close, the radar tracks it automatically. And finally, the F-15's defensive electronic systems provide radar warning and automatic countermeasures against selected threats. In regards to the countries that operate the Eagle, the largest single operator of the F-15 is the United States Air Force. Other operators include Israel, Japan, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia. The Eagle is a fourth-generation fighter with an extensive and unparalleled combat record. What do you think? Is the F-15 one of the greatest fighters of all time? The greatest? Let me know your thoughts on Twitter. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also check out my YouTube channel. Just search Pilot Photog, all one word. And lastly, you can find me on any social media platform at Pilot Photog. Be well, stay safe, and see you next time.